Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed. Verse 6, and I'm actually to stand, amen, just which is honorary for us to stand for the ring of God's word, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, to God be the glory, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, amen, You don't have it, just fake it like you have it. Amen. If you're in the book of Matthew, you're in the wrong part of the Bible. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, just look up on the screen. We'll give you a little cheat sheet today. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Very simple verse of scripture. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I'm going to read that verse again. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord God, this morning, and we thank you for this time, O oh God, of worship, this time of celebrating. As we come into this season of celebrating what you have done for us on Calvary, what you have done for us, O oh God, have you have saved us, but you had to be born first, Lord God. And so we thank you, O oh God, for, for, for being born, O oh God, to set that example for us, even from a very infant, Lord God. A child is born, a son is given. Oh, God, and we thank you today. We ask that you will open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word, even now. We declare our ears are alert and active. Our hearts are ready, oh, God. We come against all distractions right now. We bind slumber, distractions right now. We, we say, Lord, we want to hear from heaven. We want to hear what you have to say to us today, that we not leave this place the same way we came. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We thank you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, and he will be called the Prince of Peace. Tell somebody else. Say, neighbor, he will be called the Prince of Peace. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to us today about peace. Amen. About peace. I know a couple years ago I was watching Tyler's Prayer Medea, and they talked about peace being still, and PC still, and next thing you know, peace was a, was a piece of gun, amen. It was, it was metal, pieces steel, it's made of steel, and they made a little joke of, of, of peace. But I want to talk about God's peace today. He will be called the Prince of Peace, amen. This was a prophetic word that was given through the mouth of Isaiah, 
If you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 9, this was many centuries before the birth of Jesus Christ. These were prophecies that foretold the coming Messiah. And they gave attributes to the coming Messiah. So when Jesus popped on the scene, you could know who Jesus was. You could know who this man was, this child was. Amen? You, you knew by it because it, it, it described his character, that he was going to be a wonderful counselor, that he was going to be the mighty God. It, it was talking about his deity right there, that he was the mighty God. How can, how can a man be God because of his divinity? Because Jesus is a part of the Godhead. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the mighty God. He was the everlasting Father. The Father and him were one, and he shall be called the Prince of Peace. We're going to talk about peace because I, I, I feel that sometimes we, we don't have the full understanding of what that peace really means. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 14, it says, Do not be afraid, for I bring you great news or good news of, of joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of whom his favor rests. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He is our peace. He is the one who, who, who brings us the peace that we need in our life, and the peace that we need to be reconciled unto God. Now, as we look in the original text in which the scriptures were written, that word peace, or, or the prince of peace, the word prince is the word Tsar, like you get the word Caesar from, like Caesar, who was a, a Tsar. He, he, he was a leader. He was a lord. He was a general. Amen. Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar, they were Tsars. They were leaders. They were lords in their time. So when we talk about the Prince of Peace, he's saying that I am the one in charge. I am the captain. I am the chief. I am the general. I am the Lord. When we talk about that word peace, that word peace means a place of rest, a, a, a place of wholeness, a place of tranquility, a, a place of contentment. That Jesus is saying that I am the one, I am the Lord, I am the one that brings wholeness, I'm the one that brings tranquility. I'm the one that brings contentment. I'm the one that brings rest. You could say that he is the captain of the rest. He is the general of tranquility. He is the chief of wholeness. And he is the lord of contentment. He is the prince of peace. So what does that mean, Pastor? Does that mean that I can do whatever I want to do, turn to him, and have peace? No. That's what the scripture is saying. You can't go get your girlfriend pregnant, then pray, Lord, give me peace. You can't, you can't yell at your kids and your spouse all dead and go to church and say, Lord, I have peace. You can't charge up your credit cards and not pay your bills and read the Bible and say, Lord, I have peace. It doesn't work like that. Amen? He is Saul Shalom. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who can give peace, but he's also the one that can remove his peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He removes his peace because it all flows for his purpose. Amen? Just as he can give me a peace that defies understanding, he can remove it for my benefit as well. Have you ever been in a situation where God has removed your peace? 
that you were peaceful about something, but yet you weren't peaceful anymore. Your heart was troubled. Something just did not seem right because he removed your peace. He is the prince of peace. He can tell peace where to go. He can say peace can rest there and peace can rest there, but he is the prince of peace. He can do whatever he wants with his peace. He can remove it for my benefit as well. His removal of peace can disturb me when I'm wrong. When we are in sin, when we fall short, he'll remove his peace. We call that conviction. Amen? We don't call it guilt because God is not a God of guilt. He doesn't make you feel guilty. If you feel guilty, it's the devil making you feel guilty. But the Holy Ghost does. He convicts you. See, guiltiness beats you down and allows you to stay in a place of condemnation. But God's peace or, or, or God's conviction convicts you to make a change so you can have peace with God once again. His peace today, he is saw shalom. He'll, he'll disrupt you and make you uncomfortable. He'll remove that peace. He'll, when, when, you, when you find yourself drawing away from him, he'll remove his peace so you can grow closer to him. He is the Lord of peace. See, the God kind of peace brings soundness, completeness, security, welfare, peace, harmony, concord, security, safety, and assurance. Amen? We're talking about blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. All water foretaste of glory divine. It's his peace that he gives us that helps us to overcome. So he is the prince of peace today. Are you with me today? He is the one who brings us to peace. And there's two things that this peace of God does. First of all, his peace comforts us. His peace comforts us. He's the prince of peace who comforts you. He will give you exactly what you need. In John 14, verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you. Peace, my peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let it be afraid. God wants to give us his peace. Pastor, what do you mean peace? If you're in a place right now where you're troubled and you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed, you don't got to, you're not flowing in the peace of God. You're not flowing in the peace of God. God's peace, when we look at the word peace, especially in the Old Testament, see, we think of peace as this whole concept of us having this state of mind where nothing's bothering us. And in the peace of God, I don't hear you, la, 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 I don't hear you. I have peace. And we think it's just this, this, this psychological state of mind. But that's not what peace meant in the Old Testament. When it talked about peace, Peace actually represented riches. One of the words for peace in, 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 in the Hebrew was, means nothing missing and nothing broken. So when he talked about having the peace of God, it talked about that you were doing well. You, 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 you were prospering in your wealth and in your health. You had peace. You had the shalom of God. You, you had the covenantal blessings of Abraham. You had the peace of God. It wasn't, it wasn't a mindset. It wasn't, okay, I'm just in a peace of mind. He's constantly getting away from the noise. No, it, it, it was a state of being perpetually blessed by God, that you were, that you were flowing in his peace, the shalom of God. He, he is the prince of peace. He was the one who was giving you everything that you need. 
He was supplying all of your needs. That was the view of peace in the Old Testament. Do you have the peace of God? When someone was sick, amen, they'd be like, oh, he's missing his peace. See, we don't, we don't talk like that today. She's missing her peace. No, she's sick in her body. No, her body's not at peace. Because you're missing, you're broken. That means you don't have the peace of God. There's something missing. That means you don't have the peace of God. There's something quite not right. You, you, you're not tapping into the peace of God. His peace, his peace comforts you. His peace is, 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 the, is, is the very thing that, that, that brings soundness and, and completeness to you. He, he, he brings the well-being that you need. It's his peace. It's his peace today. If you're stressed out over your finances and stressed out over your relationship and stressed out, you're not walking in the peace. Have you received the Prince of Peace today? Have you received him in your heart today? Have you opened up to the Prince of Peace and said, Lord, be my peace today. Be the very peace that, that puts my whole mind, body, and soul back together. Some of us are sick in our bodies because we have no peace. Think about it. Think about it. If you're stressed out, you're not sleeping right. You're not sleeping right. That means your, your body defenses are wearing low. After a while, your defenses wear low. That means you're going to get sick. This is the nurse. She can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay? And then after that, you start going through this cycle. You become overwhelmed. And all sorts of things could be start happening to you. Aching joints and high blood pressure. And just all sorts of things could be happening to you because you have no peace. You have no peace. Now, you wonder... Why you feel like you're not going to live longer? Why you feel like you're not going not, not, not to experience life to the fullness? Because you're not fully embracing the peace of God. You're not fully embracing the peace of God. See, sometimes we take parts of God. We take the joy. Yeah, we want the joy. We want to shout and joy, be bubbly. Yeah, we take the love, but we don't take him at his peace. He's the prince of peace. That was one of the main reasons why he came. He came to bring peace. He came to, to fix you. He came to restore you, to re repair you, to rejuvenate you. And that happens because of the peace of God. He said, my peace, I, I, I leave with you. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests. What are your requests? Your stresses, your troubles, your problems? Present your requests. I don't know about you, but I got some requests. To give to God. I got some issues that I can't handle by myself. Present your requests to God. And then what happens? And the peace of God. Not the peace of self. Not the peace of your, not the peace that you can bring. The peace of God. Huh? Which transcends all understanding. See, this was the problem right here. When the Apostle Paul wrote this scripture to the church of Philippi, amen, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 7. See, in the, in the Grecian society, see, peace had a different understanding. Peace was a state of mind. It wasn't something that was, was, was thought of as what we think of peace. We think of being peace, being quiet, being serene. That was not their view of peace. Peace was not considered as an integral to any of their normal daily functions. It, 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 it was a condition. It, it was something that Greek intellectuals called a harmonious state of mind. 
It was their state of mind. You, you, you had to have peace. But here the Apostle Paul is saying something different. He said, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It goes beyond your thoughts. It goes beyond your state of mind. It's a deeper peace. He said, not just this peace. He said, this peace will not just transcend all understanding, but it will guard your heart and will guard your mind. Come on, it's, it's, it's not just your soul, it's your spirit. This is a deeper peace. This peace is rooted in God. This peace is not rooted in intellectualism. This peace is not rooted in a harmonious state of mind because I don't care how much you meditate and how much you, how much you mutter scriptures or whatever, you will not have peace if God is not there. He is the one that can speak peace to your storm. He is the one that can say, peace, be still. You need him to speak to you. And he's the one that will give you what you need. If your hearts are troubled this morning, maybe because you have not received his peace. See, there are different measures. See, we grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Growing in the grace, that means I'm growing deeper in the things of God. That means the peace that got me through yesterday might not be the peace that I need to get me through to today. I might need a greater dimension of his peace. Have you taken God at his word to give him a greater to, to ask him to give you a greater dimension of his peace today? He is it's shalom. It's that thing that's broken, that thing that, 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 that's stressing you out, that thing that you can't seem to get your mind off. That's the very thing that God wants to go after. He wants to give you peace today. He is shalom, star shalom. He is the one who comforts you. This peace will guard your heart and your mind. How can peace guard your heart and your mind? I, I, you, know, I, you know, sometimes I like to visualize. I like to use my imagination. Amen. And I think about the scripture. He said, peace of God. I need some help. Stand right here, just honor. Come on, sister. Or the folks that come on. Nice haircut, by the way. Amen. Still grinning now. You go stand right here. And the peace of God. This is how I imagine this. This 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 is your mind. Amen. I need a heart. Come in. Perfect day. Come on. Amen. Amen. Okay, stand right next to her. But remember last week I, I told when I talked about the seduced soul, I said we are body, soul, and spirit. He said the peace of God surpasses all the same, but guard your heart and your mind. This is the mind. This is the mind. Where is the mind? Okay. If you have no peace, you have no protection. That means that the enemy can just come in and just do whatever he wants. He could try to divide you, divide you up. Confuse you, you know, mess with your mind, everything. You trouble your heart, trouble you, just put pressures on you. You can't sleep, having nightmares, just burdened, and, and just see, just, just doing whatever he wants to do. But he says the peace of God. Now, you cannot have peace until you do what the prescription said in the scripture. Now, what did it just say? It says, first of all, do not be anxious. So in other words, get a grip, calm down. 
Stop fretting. Relax. Okay? And it says, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. Not a thing. Not a bill. Not a concern. Not who your husband's supposed to be. Nothing. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, it says, it says, by prayer, that means you got to be praying, okay, <laughs> and petition, okay? So, in other words, you're petitioning God. You're praying, but you're petitioning God. You, you're asking God. You're pleading with God for something. And it says, with thanksgiving. So, in other words, not about you, 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 me, 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 my problem, my issue, my trouble, but I'm thanking him for what he has done and for what he's about to do. And it said, present your request to God. It says, once you do those things, then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. So come on, peace of God. Y'all the peace. Stop circling that. That transcends un all understanding. Well, guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So when doubt comes, and, and I try to come in, what happens? Y'all going to block me or what? <laughs> Look at your past, though. Look at your past. Look at your past. Look what you did. Look what you did. You supposed to be a Christian? Look at you fell last night. I saw you kiss him. I saw you. You're not supposed to be doing that. Look at you. Look at you. You wasn't saved two years ago. Look at you. Now you want to be different? Girl, you got to pay your bills. You know how you, how you going to pay your tuition next semester? You're supposed to be graduating, right? How you going to do it, huh? How you going to do it? What's going to happen? What's going to happen, huh? How you going to do it? 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 And the peace of God. Thank you. Give God praise for that. And the peace of God. That transcends all understanding. You, don't, you, can't, you, you cannot fathom why you're peaceful. People are in the same shoes that you're in, and they are falling apart. Some are, are taking all types of pills. Come on now. Psychological, psychedelic drugs to calm themselves down. They smoke it, getting high. Amen. They're trying to legalize marijuana to get them a, a little high. Come on now. Drinking around, sleeping around, doing whatever they could do, and they still have no peace. But the peace that God wants to give you transcends understanding. It's a peace that does not make sense. So when all hell breaks loose and all troubles come in your life, he is Saw Shalom. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who will comfort you. He's the one that wants to keep you through the rocky times. My wife and I can tell we, we've gone through up major, beautiful mountaintops, but also some deep, dark, dusty, dark valleys. It was only the peace, Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. He's the one that kept us. He's the one that put us back. Some of you are broken like Humpty Dumpty, fell off the wall. You can't get back up by yourself. But I'm telling you, if you give your life to the Prince of Peace today, he'll put you all back together again. He'll pitch you back. I don't care if you got a crack. I don't care if you got a chip. He'll mend you back together again. And you won't even look like you've ever been broken in the first place. That's what God does. God, God restores. That means that it doesn't look like you used to do that. It doesn't look like you used to be in that place. It doesn't look like you used to do that. That's why you can come up and say, man, I used to be this, I used to be that. It's like, not you, pastor. Not you, brother. Not you, because he restored me. 
He may be a new creation in Christ Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. He puts me back together. He is Sar Shalom. He is the one who, who, who comforts me. He's the Prince of Peace. So Sar Shalom, he, he's the Prince of Peace. He's the one who comforts you. And last, he's the one who saves you. He saves you. He saves you. He, he, he saves you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Now, we, we just talked about the peace of God, but now we have peace with God. In other words, there was a moment when you were not at peace with God. You were not at peace with your maker. Uh-huh. See, when you're born in this world, you're not born in peace with your maker because the Bible says we are all born and shaped in iniquity. Uh-huh. That's what the scripture says. We are all born. I don't care how cute the baby looks. I don't care how he got chinky eyes and he got them little dimples. Okay, I don't care how he got good hair. You know, I don't care about all that. He's cute, but he's a cute sinner. She's precious, but she's a precious sinner. Amen? Come on now. He's cute, but he's a cute sinner. Amen? I know we don't want to hear that. It's like, no. Now, the great thing about it is that if, if the parents are saved and your child is, is in, a, in a place where he's unaware, he is covered. So if something happens to your child, amen, and you are a believer, you are spiritually covering your child. So if something happens to your child, your child will go to heaven. Come on now. I'm giving you the word today. But when your child gets to the age of awareness, some believe it's about the age of 13, amen, because that's usually where, especially in the Jewish faith, you have the, the bar mitzvah and the bath mitzvah for the females and for the males. That's the age of awareness. That's the age of where you know you, what you need to do. That's the age of you coming into your own. And at that age, then that person must make a choice whether or not they're going to follow Christ or not. I guess you gave that one for free. Amen. But we are all born into sin. We are born into a place where we have no peace with God. We're enemies of the cross. We're enemies of the cross. And God did not only come so we can experience his peace, but he wants us to have and he wants us to be at peace with him. There are many times where I've seen people on their deathbed, and sometimes we ask the question, are you at peace with God? Is everything all right? Is your house in order? Is everything okay? You know, it's, I, I've been blessed, and it's, it's sad, but it's sad in, in the body because, you know, absent the body's presence with the Lord. You don't want to see no one die. But I, I remember going and visiting those who were sick and those who I knew were about to cross over. And I saw that, I just saw their lives just shift and change. And they just had such a hunger, such a thirst for God. They said, I'm at peace with God. I'm ready for whatever he wants to do. Of course, you want to hear no one say they want to die. Like, no, you don't want to die. No, you want to live. No, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go to heaven. Like, because they have so much faith because they're at peace with God. And sometimes, as humans, we wait to the end of our lives to give God our lives. We don't want to give God the best fruit of our time. Amen? We don't want to give God our youth. We don't want to give God the, the, our hard man working hours when we're in our 20s and our 30s. And if we want to play around, and then by the time we get 40, then we want to get ourselves together. You know, it said that kids who are raised up in the church, they said they, they're raised up in their teenagehood, you know, they, they're in church, they're out of church, 
by the time they get 18, 19, 20, they go off to college or they move out on their own, they leave the Lord. Go out and just party, do what they want to do, live life however they want to live their lives. And then once they begin to have kids, then many times their children will bring them back to the Lord by the time they're in their 20s, late 20s, and early 30s. Because they realize that if I don't train up my child and teach them about the faith that I once had at least, they need to have some type of foundation. And then they give, them, then they give their lives back to Christ and they get serious about the things of God. I see it all, all, all the time. What's going on here? Did I just step into something? Wow, I just heard crickets for a second here. That means I'm on to something. All right, Lord, I'll go forward with you today. Give God the best of your time. Give God the best of your life. Make sure that you are at peace with God today. Make peace with your maker today. Don't wait till a circumstance comes, troubles come to get right with God. Come on, God knows he sees you anyway. Come on, he knows it anyway. Come on, some of you won't even have a chance to make it right. It'll be too late. Oh, did I just say something else? Yes, I did. But we think, well, you know what I tell Paul? After I get out, right now I'm going to do me. And that's the problem. You're going to do you like yourself. Because you have no peace. You're not at peace with your maker. Your house is not in order. When we talk about your house being in order. In other words, your affairs are not in order because you don't have peace with God. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's offering us that peace today. He's saying, even though you are born into sin, I died that you might have a relationship. I am the mediator between God and man. I am the one who builds the bridge so you can have a connection with me. I want to engraft you in. I want to adopt you. I want you to be a part of the royal family. Why would you turn that down? A royal family? You mean he's in the royal family. He's the king of kings, right? Isn't Jesus King Jesus? Did you say king of kings? That means that once you accept him, you're part of the royal family. Come on now. I don't have to live in England. Come on now. I serve a king who they have to bow to one day. Old and everything. You have to bow down to the king of kings, queen. Come on. Come on. You got to bow down. Some of you just got a vision of that, right? Barack, you got to bow down to the king of kings one day. Come on. Come on. You, they all got to bow. Every nation, every tribe. I don't care if you're Confucius, if you're Buddhist. I don't care what you You got to bow. Either you're going to buy out of your will or you're going to be forced to buy. I choose to buy. I have peace with him. We have a relationship. I'm familiar with him. I know him. He's my friend. See, it's different when you go in a place and you don't know anybody. So you just kind of got to sit by yourself because you don't know nobody there. You don't know who, who the person is. But when you know somebody and you go into a place, there's a sense of peace. Yeah, I'm going with a friend. I know him. I have a relationship with him. Even though I don't know nobody else, this crowd is all different. I've never been in a crowd of a crowd like this, but because I know him, I'm okay. And that's how, you, that's how we are in Christ. Because I know him. I have peace with him. We are all right. We are okay. I know everything is going to be okay. He made it okay. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 to 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you were once far away, but now you have been brought near through the blood of Jesus Christ. For Christ himself is our peace. Christ himself, he is our peace. He wants to be your Sar Shalom. He wants to be your Prince of Peace today. There was a, there, there, there was a wonderful uh, uh, title in the, in, the, in, in the Old Testament as the servants of God would have experiences or encounters with God, they would build altars. And in these altars, they would actually name God and give God a name. Okay? Give you an example. Where Abraham was, was going up Mount Moriah. Okay? And he was about to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Okay? And the Bible said he built an altar. So he's about to sacrifice his son. And as he's about to sacrifice his son, the Lord spoke to him and said, wait, stop, Abraham. Wait. Stop. There's a ram in the thicket. There's, there's a ram in the bush. So he tied his son, tied the ram, sacrificed the lamb. At that place, he called the Lord Jehovah Jireh because he's the Lord who provides. And so there were many names in the Bible, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Siskinu, Jehovah Rapha, the one who brings here. Because these, the, these were the encounters that these individuals had with God, that he was the provider. There's a beautiful name, of, there's a beautiful name that, 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 that we see in the book of Judges as Gideon has an encounter with God in Judges chapter 6. You can read that. That's your homework for tonight. Amen. See how many of you are going to read it. And we, we see in the book of Judges where Gideon is so scared. He, he's just so fearful because the angel of the Lord appears to him. Gideon is minding his business. Gideon is in the least tribe, and he's the least in his family. He's scared. He's just a little wimp. As a matter of fact, he's hiding because he doesn't want no one to find him. He's just a big scaredy cat. And all of a sudden, this big angel <laughs> appears before him, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm sorry. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. And the angel says, fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And he built there an altar before the Lord. And at that place, he called God Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. He's the one that made peace with. He's the one who I made peace with. He presented his sacrifice to God. God consumed his sacrifice, and he was at peace with God. God wants us to experience his peace today. Maybe you, you, you're saying, Pastor, I will experience his peace, but I don't know how to. I don't know how I'm going to, to walk this thing out. I don't know how I'm going to step in, in, into this place. I don't know how I'm supposed to experience this peace. This is a peace you can't figure out. You can't figure out this type of peace. This is a peace that you just have to cry out to God, and he'll give it to you. And when it comes, it will blow your mind because you will not be able to figure it out. It will transcend understanding. But he'll give it to you today if you cry out for it, if you ask him for it. You'll have peace. You'll, 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 you'll have the peace of God, and you'll be at peace with God. Are you at peace with your maker today? For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. 
and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's bow our heads, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you are our Sar Shalom. You are the captain of life, the chief of holiness, the general of tranquility, the Lord of contentment. You are the one who gives us what we need. You are the one who comforts us. You are the one who strengthens us. You are the one who covers us, Lord. Not just in health, not just in wealth, but with a peace of mind. It's so awesome to see as we read the New Testament how many times they'll say, peace be with you. Grace and peace be unto you. Peace was not just some, some, some deep, profound, prolific word, but peace was something that was tangible. It was something that was transferable. It was something for us to have an encounter with. God wants us to have peace today. And if, you believe, if you've been going through a tough time, maybe at home, Maybe internally you've been facing some stuff and you're wondering how you're going to get through it. You said, man, I, I need God's peace in my heart today. I need God's peace in my life. Or maybe go through a point, you say, well, Pastor, I don't know if I have a relationship with God. I don't know if, if I'm at peace with him or not. God wants to give you the opportunity today to experience his peace, to be at peace with him and to have his peace in you. Because he loves you like that today. He wants to give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. That peace that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I don't care what your past has looked like. I don't care what you did this week. We all have things that we could look back on and, and feel depressed and sorry about. But the wonderful thing about God is that he chooses to forget our past. He doesn't remember the stuff that we've done. And it doesn't give us a right to keep doing, continue to do wrong. But it's an opportunity for us to change our minds and to do it right. And it starts by having his peace today. If that's you, I just want you to stand wherever you are, all over this building. And we're going to pray and ask God for peace today. Hallelujah. 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 He wants to bring your peace today. He wants to be your peace. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to just begin to talk to God in your heart. To experience that peace. Stop being anxious. You can't fix it anyway. You can't do anything about the problem anyway. I don't care how many times you rehearse it in your mind. You can't fix it. You can't go back to the past and repeat what happened. You can't change the past. But God can change your today and your future. Why don't you let God handle it today? Why don't you see yourself giving, giving that situation and that problem to God? It's too great for you. You can't handle that in the workplace. You drive yourself crazy trying to carry that burden. That issue in your home, you can't fix it anyhow. 
whatever it is, allow God to deal with it today. He is the prince of peace. He is the one who has broken down every wall. He is the chain breaker. He is a deliverer. He is the healer. But he wants you to experience his peace today like never before.
if you're standing, lift your hands up towards heaven right now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father God, as these men and women of God lift up their hands before you today, they want peace, oh God. They want peace. They want to be at peace with you, and they will experience your peace in their lives in a greater way. Father, I pray for each and every soul that's standing here today. We're saying that, Lord, we need a greater measure. We need a greater dimension. We need a greater level of peace today. Oh, God, and I'm asking you that you would show yourself to be Saul Shalom, the Prince of Peace. Oh, God, the Captain of Contentment. Oh, God, we'll believe in you, God, to reveal yourself to them, oh, God, as you did, oh, God, 2,000 years ago, oh, God. We'll believe in you, oh, God, to do a work today. You know the trouble that they're facing. You know the situations, God. You know the issues today, Lord God. Father God, I pray right now that you break every chain, that you break every yoke of bondage, that we'll come against the spirit of confusion. We bind up the spirit of anxiousness. We bind up the spirit right now in the name of Jesus, of being overwhelmed, of being stressed out, of being anxious. We come against that spirit in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of worry. Worry, that word that tries to choke us, that word that tries to overwhelm us. We give you the problem right now. Shed it up, oh, shut up. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Babasha. In the name of Jesus. Prince of Peace, show yourself. Prince of Peace, show yourself. Jehovah Shalom, show yourself. Reveal yourself to this woman. Reveal yourself to this man. Reveal yourself to your people today. We need your peace on our jobs, in our homes, in our relationships, in every area of our lives. Bring forth your peace. Shama In the name of Jesus. Oh God, be our peace today. Be our peace today. If you want to recommit yourself to Christ today, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give myself to you. Save me. Deliver me. Heal me. And let me have your peace. You said if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, I will be saved. So I claim salvation today. And I want to walk greater in your peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, casting, casting all your cares on him, for he careth.
hallelujah. You better grab hold to his peace. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what your week is going to look like. But you can grab peace today. Because whatever, whatever comes your way, you are already guarded. <laughs> You're already guarded. I don't care when you walk out this church, whatever happens, you're already guarded. The peace of God is already guarding your heart and your mind. So you don't need to be, I don't care what news you get. I don't care who calls you, who gives you issues or troubles. You're guarded. Grab hold of his peace today. He, this Christmas season, let him be your peace. Don't let no one take your peace. It's not saying I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. No, hold your mind. You need your mind 100%. Stop giving a piece of your mind away. That's why you don't got no peace of mind because you give your peace of mind away. I'm going to give him peace of my mind. The Holy Ghost says, stop saying that. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. No, you're not. That's why you got no peace. Hold on to your peace. Don't let no one take your peace. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me the world can't take it away. They can't do nothing about this peace. This peace is not based upon happenstance. It's not based upon what happens or what does not happen. If all hell break loose, I'll still have peace. While everybody else is losing their mind, I'll still have the mind of Christ because I have his peace today. So you be encouraged this week and know that God has you. You just need to cry out to him. He'll be your peace. Will be your peace. Some of you students, you got your finals coming. Don't stress out. Come on. Just study and say, Lord, I thank you for your peace. You're going to get me through this. Come on, you got stuff coming up on the job this week. Got some work. You, you think about it now. Lord, I got work on Monday. Lord, I thank you for your peace. Lord, I got to deal with my boss and that crazy coworker on Monday. Lord, thank you for your peace. Stop letting people take your peace away. But Pastor, how do I know other people take my peace? Every time you see me, you go, <sighs> you always have that deep sigh. You all get all stressed out. You get depressed. You get all serious. Come on. When you have the peace of God, God will show you how to coast. You're not all shaken. No matter what type of turbulence happens, you're still coasting. That's how you know you have the peace of God. Any little and every little thing does not aggravate and agitate you. Because you have peace. If you find yourself here getting aggravated, agitated, irritated, no, no, no. You don't have peace. You got some false peace. See, some of us got false peace. We don't got the real thing. But I want the real peace. I don't want a harmonious state of mind like the Grecian intellectuals said. That peace will get blown away quickly. But I want the peace that goes deeper. The peace that only God can give. The peace that can keep me stable and keep me sane. I cannot be a peacemaker unless I have God's peace. Come on now. He said, blessed are those who are the peacemakers. I cannot be a peacemaker if I do not have God's peace. Come on now. What does a peacemaker do? A peacemaker goes into crazy situations and bring peace. That means you don't walk, you don't walk and everything's going to be peaceful. No, you're going to go in a situation where there is no peace and you're going to be a peacemaker. Oh my God, I got to quit. I got to go. But you have to be a peacemaker. That means that wherever you go, you are bringing peace. Jesus is the prince of peace, but now he's in you as a conduit of his peace. 
That means when it's hell in the workplace, God's called you to bring peace to it. When it's confusion and gossiping, all types of trifling stuff going on, God is calling you to be an agent of his peace. He's charging you today to be a peacemaker. That you have the peace, transfer the peace. Give the peace. Don't just hold the peace. Give the peace. Share the peace. Distribute the peace. I let God use you this week, saints. Let him use you this week. You're going to meet someone who's depressed this week. Bring peace to them. Transfer that peace to them. Sometimes it's just a smile. Sometimes it's just shaking their hand. Hey, how you doing? Just someone say, hey, how you doing? Now, I'm all right. No, how you really doing? Come on, that's bringing peace to somebody. Any little thing God will use today. But you bring the peacemaker today. And you hold on to God's peace like you never experienced it before. Amen? Do you receive that? Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise.